0: I'm only human, after all, and you're only human, after all, don't put the blame on me. Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 8. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell them to the coming generation. The glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a decree in Jacob, and he appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children, that the next generation might know them. The children yet unborn, and rise up and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and that they should not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. Continuing with verses 17 to 29. Yet they sinned still more against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? Even though he struck the rocks that water gushed out and torrents overflowed, can he also give bread or provide meat for his people? Therefore, when the Lord heard, he was full of rage. A fire was kindled against Jacob, his anger mounted against Israel. Because they had no faith in God and did not trust his saving power. Yet he commanded the skies above, and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down on them manna to eat, and gave them the grain of heaven. Mortals ate the food in in abundance. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he let out the south wind. He rained flesh upon them like dust, winged birds like the sand of the seas. He let them fall within their camp, all around their dwellings. And they ate and were filled, for he gave them what they craved. Exodus, chapter 16, verses 2 through 15, and 31 through 35. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when he sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. And each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way I will test them, whether they follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather in other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening, and you're full of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given us to eat. The house of Israel called it manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Let an omer of it be kept throughout your generations, in order that they may see the food which, with which I fed you in the wilderness, when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar, and put an omer of manna in it and place it before the Lord to be kept throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the covenant for safekeeping. The Israelites ate manna forty years until they came to a habitable land. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 32 through 39. Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for the crowd because they have, given, they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do, not want them to send, I do not want to send them away hungry for they might faint on the way. The disciples said to him, Where are we going? Where are we to get enough bread in the desert to feed so great a crowd? Jesus asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven and a few small fish. Then ordering the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, and after giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all of them ate and were filled, and they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Those who had eaten were four thousand men, besides women and children. After sending away the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. Good morning and welcome to the 10th Wednesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. Still settling on a name for the, the house, but we think it's going to be the chapter house, um, which is where, what I called where I kept uh, the books that I sold for PPU HQ um, beside the Abbey. But this is actually a house and it will have chapters and we'll have a Methodist deacon uh, an Episcopal Hospitaller and two mini nuns. So um, stand by for uh, the name of our place. But uh, this morning's readings come to us uh, uh, from Psalm, two passages from Psalm uh, 78, two passages from Exodus 16, and then a passage from the Gospel of Matthew. And this morning the reading is about food and specifically about manna and the feeding of the 4,000. Um, and it's kind of, a, I hate to say generic, but I mean, I think this is one of the stories that's a little bit more known, um, especially the gospel story. Uh, manna, um, that's, that's the Hebrew utterance um, that they, they said when they said, what is it? That's what manna in Hebrew means. And so they eat, what is it, for 40 years, and then they stash an omer of it, which is, I think you can probably you can probably think of it like a, a pound or a, you know, 16 ounces or something. They take a jar of this flaky white substance that tastes like wafers made with honey. Um, and they put it in a jar, and they put it inside the Ark of the Covenant, before the covenant. Uh, in there also is uh, Moses' rod of God, and the, uh, tablets of the second, the second copy of the, the commandments, um, and it stays with them for forever until the destruction of the temple. Um, the, uh, the manna is significant for those of you that may not remember the story right off or kind of got the Sunday school version. um, Every night, the dew would rest upon the ground, and then as it dried, the manna would appear. And that would um, happen every morning for 40 years. And on the seventh day, um, they, would have a, they, would be, they would collect two portions. And every day, sorry, every day they would collect just enough to eat for that day. If they kept it, it would spoil, um, and it would, it would attract worms. On the seventh day, however, if they collected a double portion, or I'm sorry, on the sixth day, um, they collected a double portion, one for that day and one for the Sabbath, the rest day, so they weren't working, um, it wouldn't spoil on that second day. Um, and so the big question I've always had and thought of is um, what happened to that Omer in the Ark of the Covenant? Like, clearly it didn't spoil. Um, or if it did, they have you know, a can of worms in the Ark of the Covenant, which I don't think would happen. Um, but this is to remind them of what God did in the desert. This is, um, this is actually really, really important. As important as the Exodus from Egypt, represented by the rod of God, and the Ten Commandments themselves, the actual tablets that um, God writes, the ten, the ten Words, the Decalogue, uh, the Ten Words on, um, on the stone tablets. So these are all equal, equally important and stashed inside the Ark of the Covenant, Um, and so we shouldn't underestimate how important the manna is. Um, It showed God's people that God would provide for them every day for all the generations, Um, and that it was also a reminder not to take too much, to rely on God. Not only was it proof that they could rely on God, it was also an assurance. If they took too much, it would spoil. If they tried to accumulate, if they tried to gather more than they needed, it would spoil. Um, so if you hear Christians telling you they don't believe in you know, the redistribution of wealth, you should ask, well, you know, how, how is wealth accumulated in so heavily in some pockets of our society? The story of the manna, and the lesson from the manna was precisely so that they wouldn't store up, so that everybody would have enough, um, and that if you tried to collect more than you needed, you weren't punished. It just wouldn't work. Um, there's a story when um, Joshua led the Israelites across the Jordan and took Jericho. A Khan stole something from Jericho and tried to hide it. And he was taken outside with his family outside the camp and stoned to death. And that's some scary shit. If you stole, if you tried to steal more mana than you needed, it would spoil, and so you weren't you weren't really punished. It just deactivated. You know, there's there's no way for it to happen. Um, and this was the lesson of the what is it? Um, you know that it's not like it grows somewhere. It's you, it, it's a reminder of your utter reliance on God, um, and it's as important as the story and the the. The, the reality of God saving them from Egypt, from slavery, as well as what God commanded of them um, in the desert. Um, and so the, when Jesus goes to feed the 4,000, it's loaded with this imagery that everybody had enough. All 4,000, even though they only had seven loaves and fishes. And other Gospels get into more detail, you know, split it and blah, 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 blah. Um, This isn't the only feeding story either. There's also the feeding of the 5,000. But um, the point is that everybody has enough and nobody has too much. Um, And that's the model for the kingdom of God. Uh, That accumulation is just impossible. It doesn't happen. Um, That you only take what you need. Um, And that's a reminder to always only take what you need, not to take more than what you need. Um, And take it as a lesson, as a reminder that God is providing for you. And if that's the case, um, then you don't deserve any more than your neighbor does. Um, I say that as I'm sitting out on our new front porch, probably within earshot of our neighbor, our one neighbor. The other side of our house is a Verizon building and a McDonald's. Um, but uh, I'm sorry again for missing out uh, yesterday and probably another couple of days last week. Um, as I kind of figure out my setup, hopefully there won't be any more interruptions. Um, but thanks for your patience uh, and I appreciate you listening. I, I hope you continue to listen and feel free to reach out to me on social media or leave a voice message on right here on anchor.fm/ is actually my thing. I am Logan Amai. Um, as I settle in, I'm sure I'll be announcing uh, stuff that I'm starting to do, like setting up a micro bookshop in our house and stuff like that. But uh, if you want to remain, if you want to make sure that you remain up to date, uh, look for PewPewHQ on Facebook. Um, follow me on Twitter. Uh, PewPewHQ doesn't have its own Twitter right now. Um, or, uh, go to pphq.com and sign up for our newsletter, my newsletter, and, um, I'll be sure to push out updates from there as well. In the meantime, uh, thanks again for listening and I look forward to continuing to, to pray uh, with you and as necessary for you. prayer for protection from the Book of Common Prayer. Assist us mercifully, O Lord, in these our supplications and prayers, and dispose the way of your servants toward the attainment of everlasting salvation, that among all the changes and chances of this mortal life, they may ever be defended by your gracious and ready help. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.